Hi, everyone. Although no one's here right now, so I'm talking to myself. I am so excited because I'm about to go live with, hi, Lisa, Jan Marini. The Jan Marini. Um, I don't usually get, like, nervous because um, I have a degree in theater, big surprise, with an emphasis in performance. So I have been in front of people and audiences for a really long time. So this stuff is fun for me. I know most people hate to be in front of people, but I don't really get nervous unless I am talking to someone in my industry that I have um, really looked up to, and Jan Marini is definitely one of them. Um, so we are going to be talking to the Jan Rainey. So if you guys have questions, we will be answering them. I'm super excited. Here she is. Hi, Libby. Hi, Jan. I'm good, thank you. How are you? was just telling my audience um, how honored uh -huh. I am to have this that conversation you. with you. Um, so a lot, a lot of people that um, are in my, uh, that are of my audience are newer estheticians. So um, I am just so thrilled for those people that don't know who you are to introduce you. Um, so if you don't know who Jan Marini is and you're in the beauty industry, you should. So write down her name so you can Google her because we only are going to be talking for a teeny bit about her. Um, and she is one of the pioneers in um, skincare, specifically in science-based science skincare. She's one of the first, actually, the women pioneers that brought um, specific science-based skincare into medical offices. Now, I have been doing this for 23 years, and I was at, everyone always wanted to get Jan Marini, and I was never in the, the doctor side. I was always in the, not steaming cream, a little step up from steaming cream, but for those of you that don't know what that is, you can Google that. Anyway, so it was always like, can you get your hands on Jan Marini? Because everyone right. always wanted your products. And your glycolic, which is still one of your star products that you still use, is oh, has always been my favorite, especially with microdermabrasion. Anyway, you've been in the business for 40 years. You have tons of patents. Um, you are one of the pioneers. In fact, I was talking to a celebrity esthetician this morning, Chanel Janae, who has a, who's out of Beverly Hills. And she was like, oh, I love Jan Marini. I just have to listen. And she's been such an inspiration. So for those of you that are watching, Jan is one has paved the way for a lot of these new lines, um, some Me Too lines. Um, but so Jan, tell us, so for those of us that, those people that are watching that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about how you got to be where you're well, at in the industry. You. And, um, you know, so I have you're been welcome. actually a product researcher for well over 40 years. It's getting closer to 50 years, <laughs> believe it or not. You know, back in the early days, my expertise is really in the area of ingredients. And when you pick up a skincare product and you look at that ingredient listing and it's very complicated and it's very mysterious. And how do you know if it's really going to make your acne worse or better or really help your lines and wrinkles your discoloration i did a lot of lecturing to physicians and medical professionals and skincare professionals and then i started doing a lot of radio and television because it lends itself really well to talk shows and people love to hear about ingredients and you know what works and what doesn't work but as time went on i started to develop associations with physicians and researchers literally all over the world and I really began to focus on uncovering and identifying breakthrough technologies. And I qualify the word breakthrough because no one, no, you know, living, nobody ever goes into your business and tells you they have the second best product, right? It's always, they've got, always got the, the, the latest, the greatest, the best product. And so when you say breakthrough, I'm really talking about things that weren't in the marketplace. And as an example, around the early to mid eighties, I was an early glycolic acid pioneer and you, you couldn't go and buy glycolic acid in a drugstore or department store, but you could get it for cleaning stains off your driveway. And, and it was around 1989 wow. going into 1990 that I financed and brought to market two product lines that a lot of people won't remember, but it was MD formulations and MD Forte. 
And it was really unique, not only because it was like the first glycolic acid line, but because I made a decision to market it in doctor's offices. And that was, we were the first company to ever do that. It didn't. How the heck did you break into that voice club? Because I mean, even now it's not easy to be a woman in business. And so like, how, I mean, well, you're just amazing. Thank like, you. But you know, a, just... a, a couple of things. I think, first of all, I, I never had the feeling that there was any kind of pushback because I was female. It was more that doctors looked at dispensing product out of their office as something that was beneath them. And I know they would say things like, you want me to sell cosmetics, not making that distinction that we're not talking about cosmetics. And to, in their defense, even after we sort of broke through and started to dispense out of physicians' offices, the American Academy of Dermatology came out and told doctors, we won't sanction you. We won't go after your license, but we don't approve of this. So there was a lot for, for years, there was a lot of pushback. Now, one of the things it's kind of good news, bad news that worked in our favor is managed healthcare. So managed healthcare came on the scene and suddenly you have, let's say a dermatologist who charges $60 for an appointment and now managed healthcare is giving that person $15, but you still have to pay your nurses the same. You still have to pay the same for your rent. Yeah. Um, it was really a, a, a treacherous time. Um, and, 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 and of course, you know, yes. if you're capturing discretionary income, if you're a plastic surgeon, it's a little bit different. But your other specialties yeah. were really struggling. And so this was a way to capture discretionary income. And the fact is, you and I both know that if you're going to see a physician about your skin, don't you want to feel that that physician can advise you on what you should use on your skin, particularly if you're going to have a prescription or you have a skin issue and you want to know if what I'm using, is it okay? Is it going to make it better? Is it going to make it worse? And so, you know, now, of course, we look back on that and we think that everybody dispenses product out of their office. It's just so commonplace. Right, right. Right. Um, you're, yeah, I mean, you're, I got licensed in 1999, and I just always remember that everyone always wanted to get their hands on Jan Marini, and so it's just kind of like an awe moment for me to be able to speak with you. Like, what advice, we're going to talk about acne, because that's like one of the biggest things that still is um, alive for estheticians, and that is problematic for a lot of people, and you're an expert on, but what advice do you have before we get into the acne for new estheticians that are confused about all these choices and all, you know, we've got all these celebrity lines and everything is thrown at us. Like what advice do you have for new estheticians that are getting into this field and that want okay. to specialize in acne? So first of all, when I develop product and when I just look at skincare in general, one of the things that I always say is I don't want adult acne. I don't want rosacea. I don't want discoloration. I'd like to keep fine lines and wrinkles away as long as I possibly can. I don't think I'm different from anyone else. And bottom line is I don't want another product. I want a solution. So you want to ask yourself, do you want to carry a product just because maybe it's, it has a hot buzzword or do you really want to carry a solution? Solutions are sticky. And to, to give you an example, you know, uh, if you're just using an average moisturizer, the, the definition of a moisturizer is some type of oil, grease, or emolliency that keeps water from evaporating. Now, there's a lot more sophisticated products than that out there, but typically that's what a moisturizer really does. So I use a moisturizer and I say, okay, it feels great. And then I run out of it. And then I go out and I buy another moisturizing brand because it really doesn't make that much difference. But I will tell you, if you get rid of my, my acne and I stop using using that acne product and it comes back, that's sticky. And when you develop a relationship with somebody and you continue to work with them, it's very powerful. One thing that I'm going to say, the most important thing that you can ask somebody, I ask this question every single time I work with somebody, whether it's a celebrity like Cher, who's one of the people I can talk about, or if it's a famous physician's, I start off and I say, if there was something you could change or improve about your skin, what would it be? And yes. usually they're going to yes. give me their number one answer, 
Maybe it's discoloration or acne or lines and wrinkles or whatever. And then I'm going to say, well, what else would you like to change or improve? And in general, I'm going to get three or four different items. That's the runway. Now, think about how you'd feel about your skin if you're able to address every one of those items. That is powerful. And you establish that relationship and you continue to work with that person. And the other thing is that it takes you away from something that is typically nothing but labor intensive. And we've all been through COVID, but you know, it can be a health issue. It can be a physical issue in which you're unable to actually do something that's hands-on. And so you want to be able to have a significant stream of revenue that's not labor intensive. And I'm gonna tell you, every single person that you're gonna see in your career buys product somewhere. They're not, if they're not buying it from you, they're buying it somewhere. And you, if you start out a conversation talking about product, all you do is get resistance. But if you start off a conversation talking about what it is somebody wants to change or improve and go through that consultative process, it's incredibly powerful. I think that those are some great tips for people. Definitely. When you find out and you ask what bothers them about their skin, definitely people listening, write that down. It will help you sell and will help you fix their problems. So tell us what's different about um, the acne products that you, that you've recently redeveloped and what's, what's, what's the, what's the well, buzz on So first on of all, I think it's important that what you, what I want to establish is that acne is an epidemic today. That's among women in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and beyond. And I'm not leaving men out of the equation, but men typically don't have acne past the age of 23 because they reach what's called terminal beard growth, which is everything out of the follicle. And so they're very fortunate that they usually don't have, unless they have something like acne conga blot or fulminans or something like that. And so it affects your self-image tremendously. And the challenge that we're faced with is do we use a teenage product that dries our skin out, makes it look worse than ever, do we use anti-aging products because we feel that there's things that we need to address and that makes our acne worse? How do we really address it? And the fact is there's no cure for acne. Accutane is not a cure. It puts people in remission, but it's not a cure. But we, we can manage acne and we can get complete total clearing. We can get absolutely where you don't have to break out. And I'm a good example. I'm a two-time Accutane failure. I never, ever break out. My skin oh. is always completely 100% clear. But if I didn't do what I do every single day, I would break out. And so I think that's the key. And that's what people have to have in their mind. And it is a proactive process. You know, everybody's obsessed with, I have a breakout. How do I get rid of it? Well, when you have a breakout, that's the yes. end of the process. Acne starts in the follicle. If you didn't have any tendency to acne, you could throw dirt on your face and you wouldn't break out. It starts in the follicle and there's certain conditions. It doesn't matter how much you scrub your face. It doesn't matter, you know, how many times a day you, you wash it uh, or, or, or put toothpaste on a zit or something like that. It, you, you have got to address the factors that go into acne. And I think that that's, besides the products, that's where we, you know, we, we kind of have a point of differentiation. Now, um, in terms of when you talk about products, and if you don't mind, do you mind if I just talk about the acne process for a minute? Because then it'll make sense. Okay. So. Absolutely. Acne is a term that is used to identify or describe a process. Even mild breakouts, even if you have blackheads, that's mild acne. It all starts with the microcomedone. It's just a matter of how it progresses. And so it's not an infection, but it's an inflammatory disorder. And when you touch the surface of your skin and you look at a follicle or a pore, whatever you, however you want to describe it, you're looking at the opening into a long hollow tube. It's about as big around as the diameter of a hair. So you've got this long hollow tube and you've got skin on the outside, your stratum corneum, and you're shedding all the time, about 500 million cells a day all over your body, but they're microscopic. So you're not even aware of it. Now inside your follicle with this long hollow tube, 
you're also shedding cells constantly in the follicle. And down at the bottom, you have sebaceous glands. They push up, they push, they expel oil. The oil pushes the cells to the surface and they fall off. That's what's supposed to happen. But in acne, the cells stick together. We don't know why exactly. We think there's a genetic component, but we haven't discovered it. But you know, you don't have to be a rocket science to know if mom and dad had acne, it's a good chance you're probably gonna have acne. So the cells stick together, we call that a microcomedone, and it goes in several directions. It can, it can keep you know, sticking together, sticking together, and you can end up with a dilated follicle, blackhead, clogged pore, whatever you wanna call it. Or it can be a little bit more serious where there's not that opening, and that follicle, um, it starts to collect all those dead cells, and it collects C. acne bacteria, which is harmless. You can't catch it or spread it. It's not, it's gonna be in your body no matter what you do, but when it's trapped with those dead cells, what it does is it eats the oil and it excretes a fatty acid byproduct. And that fatty acid byproduct wears down your follicle walls. If everything stayed in your follicle, you'd never break out. But if you get a leak at the top, or a rupture near the middle or a blowout near the bottom, you're gonna have a lesion. So it might be a papule that turns into a pustule. It might be a mini cyst or a nodule if it's a rupture, or it could be a full-blown cyst if your follicle just kind of blew up. So the material goes to the outside. It's an inflammatory process, makes its way to the surface. Voila, you have an acne lesion. Now, so you've gotta do two things. And I always say there's no negotiations, no exceptions. You can do anything you want, but if you really want to have complete total clear, you've got to do two things. So one, you have to introduce something in the follicle that keeps the cells from sticking together. Now, the good news about that is that it also will do the same thing on the outside of the skin and completely resurface the skin. So everything just looks so much smoother and brighter and younger. So you can de-age the appearance of skin at the same time. Um, and we do that with the skincare management system. Okay, so that's that's one component. And the skincare management system is more complex than that, but that's one component of it. And then the second thing is is duality. Now, the skincare management system is unique, and duality is unique, because duality is a dual chamber product that is able to give you total clearing. But at the same time, it deages the appearance of skin. And so how we go after the C. acne bacteria is with benzoyl peroxide. But you know what? What would you hear if you said benzoyl peroxide? You'd hear, oh my gosh, that's a teenage medication. It's going to dry my skin. So this yeah. is the benzoyl peroxide that doesn't dry. And it's actually, a, it's very different. It's not mom's benzoyl peroxide or doctor's benzoyl peroxide. It goes into the follicle faster. It works faster. It's a different micron size and it works better and it doesn't dry. And that was tested in Alberta, Canada by Dr. Jaggy Rao in temperatures over 20 degrees below zero. The patient's skin was more hydrated after the benzoyl peroxide than before. So we, we have that. And then the other component is a retinoid. And retinoids are a gold standard for acne, but they're also a gold standard for aging gold standard for discoloration. And so um, we can dramatically, dramatically just change the, trans literally transform skin while we clear the acne. And, and um, we also have things in that chamber that get rid of discoloration about 300 times faster. We also, there's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of other technology in there as well. But essentially it's skincare management and it's duality. Um, if people watching want to find an esthetician that uses your products, can they go to your website and there's a list of people that there is, use your products and they can in their also treatment room? call our corporate mm -hmm. number um, because we also have a technical support department as well. So they can ask questions. They can get, and we also have a, uh, a retail department also for people because you know sometimes you could be in some remote area and maybe you don't have somebody that you can directly go to and talk to but you can talk to somebody who is experienced and can do a consultation and and take care of all that for you so there's a lot of different ways that you can can find out where the product is
that's awesome. So this question comes up all the time in my Facebook, in all the Facebook groups. And I see it, it drives me nuts in a lot of these skincare companies talking about how shrinking pores. Can you address <laughs> if you can shrink a pore or not? You know, please? that's a great question because they're not little trap doors. You can't open and close them. So here's what you can. Okay. Thank so, you. Can you please say There's it again? two things that influence pores. <laughs> Primarily two things. Now, one is if you have retentive matter in the follicle that dilates it, right? So when I'm using, like for example, BioClear in the system, glycolic salicylic and azelaic acid, it goes into the follicle, dissolves and dislodges the glue-like substance between the cells, and it ca causes that retentive matter to dissipate. So the follicle then relaxes. Now the second reason that follicles get larger is because your dermis is 80% collagen, and your follicle goes down into that collagen, the, in, in part of that follicle, and it acts like spanks around the follicle. So it's giving it a nice rigid structure and making it stay nice and, and firm. But when you hit about the age of 20, you start to lose about 2% of collagen in a year. Now, if you've had previous sun exposure, your future sun exposure, your diet, your lifestyle, you can lose it a lot faster. A lot of times when people get into their 40s, 50s, 60s, they've lost as much as 70% of their collagen. That looks pretty bad. Now, what happens is it's like your Spanx gave out. So your follicles tend to get a lot more flabby. Now, one of the reasons why retinoid is so important, not just for acne, but because, and this is 50 years of medical research, the right retinoid, I'm not talking about, you know, going to the drugstore or the department store, but the right retinoid thickens your dermis up to twice as much. Can you imagine what that does for your pore size? It also what it does for the appearance of acne scarring, things like that. Um, and also what, we, what, what happens too, and, and I don't wanna get in this too technic technically, but you, know, you have um, instructions that come out from your DNA. Your, your genes are made up of DNA and some of your genes are expressive genes. They express out instructions. It's an instruction sheet only instruction sheet your body looks at. If a cell needs to know what to do, how it differentiates itself, how you repair a broken bone, anything, it looks at this instruction sheet. And so as we age, the instructions become more compromised and cells begin to lose their identity. This is what we see as the aging process, internally and externally. So we know that unlike anything in the world, the right retinoid actually can correct your instructions coming from your DNA. Now, I could take two twin girls, identical DNA, put them on the same skincare program. They each use, they, they, one of them uses retinoid and one doesn't. And in 10, in, in 10 years later, one will look 10 or 15 years younger than the other. Identical DNA. And that means their pore size, everything that has to do with what we think is inevitable aging. Okay, that's awesome. Another question that I know that you have the answer to, um, and what is the easiest way for people to get rid of the dark circles? I know it's hereditary, but it's like, yeah. now I'm a makeup artist first before an esthetician. So for me, I'm like, I can clean that up. But for normal people that don't have a makeup artist, um, how do we address dark? Because we got them as we get older, they're worse. Mine are totally covered up right now. But you know, what? I used to have a the dark sarcastic circles. answer, and I say, <laughs> you know, what do you do for dark circles? I say, pick your parents. But well, I have a better answer than that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so as you said, it's hereditary because some people have blood vessels that are closer to the surface, and the reason why typically we see that become more ex exacerbated as time goes on is because this area right here. Um, this is an area where you're, you are more vulnerable to sun exposure. And you've got what, what you have is you have a, a fat pad that goes all the way around the eye. Now that fat pad is held in place, it's kind of held back. And you have contour, because there is a membrane. Um, there is uh, there's skin, you know, there's collagen. And so that acts as kind of again, a little bit like a girdle in a way. Um, and what happens is that as that starts to break down, then we see, we see more of the blood vessels show, but the blood vessels are also influenced by inflammation. Now, inflammation 
can be anything from, okay, I didn't get enough sleep. Um, maybe it's allergy season, um, you know, or I, I have a cold because we're talking about the whole sinus cavity. And so what happens is fluids back up, there's inflammatory factors, it put pressure on the blood vessels, the blood vessels engorge, they look even worse. And as time goes on and they become more compromised, they start to leak. Now what they leak out is they leak out the color of blood, Billy Rubin and Verity Rubin. And so you see some people that have these really dark circles and literally a TCA peel can actually remove some of that. But um, so what, what you have to do, and there's, there's no real good answer for this, but what, what I, we do have is we have a product called Luminant. And I will tell you, it's, it's very popular in the medical community and the aesthetic community because it actually has something in it that helps that sort of blood vessel uh, or that, that staining, so to speak, or that darkness that occurs because of that leaky blood vessel to go away about 300 times faster. It also has a retinoid in it and it also has anti-inflammatories. So the more you can increase circulation, it's going to look better. And how long does it take you know, before you see results? You Sorry, see, interrupt. You can how actually long? see results within the first few days. And some of this depends on, of course, to your lifestyle and other things that might exacerbate mm -hmm. dark circles, but it has a retinoid in it. And so one of the things that dark circles kind of play off of is if you have got contour defects around the eye, or you know that, there's something called a uh, trow defect, then you, it, the light goes in and you see an indentation, you see something that looks even darker. And so you can't, we can't do anything about the crow's feet part of it. That's dynamic muscle movement. That's Botox. But in terms of some of the things that go underneath the eye, we can make a big difference in terms of contour, the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, and really lessening some of those factors with dark circles. To a point, you know, if you could get them to look as good as they do on your best day consistently, that would be an accomplishment. So how long, when, how long oh, is that product? product? Have you had some that product time. out? I'm glad you brought up Botox because I've asked you this before and um, I'm a little older than probably most of the people watching, but why does the Botox stop working? And the nurses keep saying you need more, you need more. And I'm super expressive. You can see them right now. And I have a filter on total transparency, but what is, I'm tired of it, Jane, uh, Jan, I am tired of spending all the Okay. So what you're saying is Botox. you want it to last longer in three months and you also don't want to have to keep getting more and more units to get the same effect okay yes and i feel like it so doesn't even just last to kind of review long. for somebody who may not understand when we talk about fine lines and wrinkles most of the fine lines and wrinkles we see which are could be you know anywhere on our face that's sun exposure 90 to 95 percent and but the the lines that we get here 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 some that's just to give you an example the, that's known as dynamic muscle movement if you lived in a cave never saw the sun that has to do with certain muscles overworking and it almost creates a crease in the muscle you put the skin over it you see a line now what botox does selectively is it addresses or disables certain muscles temporarily and so gosh within a matter of days the line is gone supposedly for three months now when what, depending on the type of Botox you get, uh, and let's just say the regular Allergan, just run-of-the-mill Botox, which is a, which is a great product, um, there are certain proteins in that product. And as time goes on, sometimes we become more reactive to the proteins and more resistant to the Botox. And, and because of that, they have come out with newer and different Botox products that have less of those proteins. Now there's a new product that has been out now for, I wanna say it might be three or four months, five months. I, I can't, and I, unfortunately I can't remember the name of it, but your, your provider should know because everybody knows the name of this product. So first of all, this product literally, they have eliminated all, all the proteins. And secondly, it's supposed to last six months or longer. That's now, I don't know what the cost is. They probably charge more so, for it. Um, you know, if it lasts.
longer. They probably charge more. Right. But for a lot of people, there are some people who do become resistant to Botox. And so they go to Dysport. And then from mm -hmm. Dysport, they go to another brand. But this brand has eliminated right. the proteins. Now, sometimes when these products are out for a while, then they get feedback and they say, well, you know, maybe it really doesn't last six months. It lasts five months. But that's still really good. Um, and for people that are right. resistant, it's, it's, a, it's a real miracle. Wow. Um, I know that we have questions from people because um, I've been, and so if you guys have questions, um, Jan can answer them. She knows so, so, so much. So if you have questions I, for her, I'd love, I love to get questions. It so much simpler to her. Yeah. So I know that you all have questions. There's no dumb questions. So now's your time to answer them because this is a very rare moment to have her on here. I just, you know, I think of you and Jane Warwin to get, you know, she's the one who started Dermalogica and I've always just been so in awe of you too. So sometimes I say Jan and Jane, but I know who you, you guys both are. Um, so what kind of questions do you all have that are watching? Because I know that you have questions and if we can see them pop up. And while people are thinking of their questions, what is, if you were on a desert island besides sunscreen, what product if I were on you want? A, oh, besides sunscreen. Okay. Well, this is kind yes. of cheating, but I'd probably take, I consider it to be one product. I'd take our skincare management, the box. <laughs> and if I couldn't do that, it would have to be BioClear. Now, BioClear is in the system. It's glycolic salicylic and azelaic acid. You know, I, I do a lot of, um, I get interviewed a lot on ingredients. And I always say there's, there's really not a so-called miracle ingredient with very few exceptions. And if there is a miracle ingredient, one of them is BioClear, a miracle product. And azelaic acid, for example, is sold by prescription for acne, sold by prescription for rosacea. It's um, also one of the best resurfacing agents we've ever seen for the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. Um, it's a pigment lifting agent. Uh, glycolic acid is, you know, we could spend hours just talking about glycolic acid because of all the skincare ingredients in the entire world that have been studied medically. We're talking about biopsies and we're talking about histological studies and presented at medical conferences. Two have been studied more than any other. One is retinoids and one is glycolic. And, and it, it's literally, it is a miracle ingredient. And then the last one, salicylic acid, we've all heard of that, it's good for acne. Um, it's a kind of a supporting player, it kind of brightens the skin a little bit, but when you put those three together, I've never seen anything for resurfacing and being able to address so many common skin concerns. So I'd have to take my Awesome. Um, we have a question about how do you see assessed CSF okay, for so, eyes? Um, in general, and I'm not sure because if I was, if that person were in front of me, I would say, so tell me what you mean by using it for eyes. When you put siesta serum on or siesta cream, what I do is I put a little bit in my hand and I do one side of my face all the way up to the hairline, other side all the way up to the hairline. I go underneath my eyes, I go around my mouth and my chin, on my neck and behind my ears. So, so and in terms of how you use it for your eyes, it, it's not, it's that you would use it over your entire face and you can go underneath the eye area. Okay. Um, we have a question about, and this gets asked all the time, um, hyperpigmentation, like it's, I think it next to acne, yeah. that's the thing that we get the most that clients are complaining about. I've got it. I do have to say, because I want to get this in before the end is I have been using your products and I'm very, very hard to impress. I've been doing this for 23 years. People give me products. People, I, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot in my 23 years. I love your skincare products and I've been using them and I have seen a real difference. And I'm telling you, I'm a pain in the ass. Like I've seen a lot, I've studied a lot and I'm very, very I mean, I've always loved your products, but I've used them more when I worked for other people. Um, and I've always loved the soft glycolic. I, I never had, I worked for someone for eight years and we used a handful of your products and the glycolic, we always used through a microderm. I didn't have one problem ever I never had a reaction from that glycolic. Everyone's skin always looks fantastic and beautiful. I, I always, I never had any reactions from any of your products and I've always been a big fan. Anyway, 
my skin has never looked better. I am very, very impressed. And my sister too, she's been using your products. And she, I mean, like I said, like, and I've thrown products at her for a lot of years too. And I'm telling you guys, this is 40 years. This is, and some people say, oh, well, that's an older product line. Well, yeah, you know, you've been studying and you're a researcher for 40 years. So that's, there's, that's the difference with your ingredients, right? Well, you and know, the science behind it. So first of all, um, I read probably, I peruse at least probably 30 medical journals a month. And so what we do with our products, these are, these are therapeutic products that literally are, are cutting edge. And a lot of the things that we have, you can't find anywhere else. I have a lot of patents. Not only that, but we've had five studies that have been presented, have been written up in peer-reviewed peer medical journal, the Journal of Drugs and Dermatology. It can take months. It can take years to get accepted, and you don't see skincare products in there. So it has to be something that's really significantly uh, meaningful to the medical community. And so, uh, it, uh, you know, I think a lot of times when people think of a product line that's been around for a while, they think, okay, somebody came up with a product 40 years ago, and then it's just that's the same product. But no, this is there's yeah. constant research, constant development. We wouldn't be. Uh, one of the number one brands in the medical community among virtually every medical specialty if we weren't cutting edge and really able to address common skin concerns. Um, and, and so that's, that's something that's a, that's a passion of mine and that I'm you know, very focused on. And as I said before, because I don't want another product, I want a solution. Right. So for estheticians that are interested in learning more about your line or having it come into their salon or spa, oh, what's the best way for them to get well, a go to, the, to website, go into the website? There's a place where they can actually, okay. you know, make an inquiry, you know, send, send an email and somebody will contact them because we have okay. a, a very, a very large um, sales staff and sales, you know, sales manager, sales executives mm -hmm. and sales managers. Um, and, um, so anyway, yeah, there's, so there's a number of ways they could call directly into our corporate office, our 800 number and, mm -hmm. and, and ask for somebody to contact them, you know, any of those, any of those ways. Okay. Okay. Um, and then my question yeah. was, um, hyperpigmentation, what products okay. in your line are helpful so, for that? I'm going to, I'm going to really simplify this because first of all, Pigmentation yeah, <laughs> at the very simplest level is your body produces more pigment or melanin than it can get rid of. Simple as that. You want to make it complicated and okay. say, is it melasma, chalasma, is it solar chigenes, what is it? It's, that's a simple thing. And what happens is, is that whenever you go outside, you have something in your epidermis called active tyrosinase. Everybody has it. If you didn't have active tyrosinase, you would be an albino. So when you go outside, the minute you come into sun exposure, it could be the first few seconds, depending on your ethnicity, depending on your genetics, it is going to trigger the production of melanin. And the older you are, or the more issues that you've got going on, and of course it can be birth control pills and hormones and pregnancy and things like that can influence it. But what happens is, is that you're going to be your, your, your skin is going to be more hyperactive or reactive, so to speak. Some people sit in a hot car and they pigment. Some people go outside for 10 minutes and yeah. they pigment. And so it is a huge issue nationwide. And by the age of 35, this is a statistic that if you've got skin, if you're a human being and you've got skin by the age of 35, you will have some form of abnormal pigment. And if you don't have obvious contrasting areas, you've got something called background pigment. Background pigment is also known medically as atinic bronzing. So you look at a picture of yourself when you were 20 and look at when you're 25 or 30 and you start to see that there isn't the same clarity or crispness to the skin. Um, and so, number, so first of all, what we have to do is number one, we want to get some of that superficial pigment out of the skin faster. We do that with the system. And because, you know, the, the sooner you do that, the more the light reflects away and your skin looks more even. And then we have to go after some of the, the issues that go into pigment and into the genetics. So it's the system and it's luminate. And luminate has four areas of technology. One is something that people have heard about before. 
but it's important. It's called tyrosinase inhibitors. So it inhibits the tyrosinase from being kind of overactive. Number two, and this is where it gets to be a real game changer because this hasn't been done before. Most people don't know this. We all have a melanocyte stimulating hormone. Now we have pretty much, 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 whether we have dark skin or really fair skin, could be a redhead, whatever, we produce the same amount. But we might produce more if we're on birth control pills or pregnant. But in general, it just plays a role genetically in how we're gonna respond, how you personally respond to the sun. And whether you just, you know, get pigmented very easily or not. And so for the first time, we have a peptide that downregulates the melanocyte stimulating hormone. Now, this has gone head to head in a study published in the Journal of Drugs and Dermatology with prescription hydroquinone, which is considered the gold standard. Controversial, but the gold standard. We outperform prescription hydroquinone, hands down. So you've got something that's non-prescription, that's in your toolbox. And this is what I'm, when I talk about solutions. Now, the other thing that we have is we have a type of turmeric. Turmeric has been around for centuries in India. And it's a very powerful tyrosinase yes. inhibitor. You put it on the skin and it really starts to lighten very rapidly. But it turns your skin bright yellow. <clears throat> so this is where we've been able to take the actual chemical and make it colorless. And finally, the retinoid. Because over time, there's nothing like a retinoid. When I talked about how it can actually correct instructions coming from your DNA, you know, here's the thing, Libby. Let's say you've got a pool in your backyard. And from the time you're two years old, you've been outside in the backyard and you've been in that pool and as a child, as a teenager, and mom wasn't real great about putting sunscreen on you, right? So now you're 15 years old. Have you ever had a 14 or 15 year old come into you and go, oh, Libby, help me. Look at, I've got lines and wrinkles and brown spots everywhere. No, but all that damage is programmed in there. It takes 20, 30 years to show up. Now, a retinoid, again, has the ability to correct the instructions coming from your DNA. So what if your skin starts functioning like it did when you were a lot younger? You're not gonna have the same issues. And plus, the retinoid also gets it out of the skin faster. And so when you put that all together with the system, um, it it's really is a solution. Now, there's no cure for pigment, no cure. Say the name. It's the skin care management system again. and Luminate. Okay, Luminate. So Luminate is sold on the, on the side. There was a question about using Luminate and another product together and someone wanted, let me find it. And there's no, no cure for pigment, guys. Um, you've got to do it all the time. Just because it goes away doesn't mean you've changed your genetics. This client, Charlotte, wants to know um, the best, best way to get a client to use duality okay. and the Luminate retinol So together. when you're using the skincare management system, the products are numbered. There's like... Oh, can I say how amazing that is? I'm 40-something, and I'm like, thank God someone numbered the products. Thank so, you for those of us that wear glasses. So, you know, I'm it's sorry, basically it's a cleanser, sunscreen, <laughs> products in between. Okay, so number three is BioClear, and number four is going to be your hydrator. So in between three and four, we call that 3.5. 3.5 is where you put accelerators. Accelerators are things like Luminate or Duality or rosalie for rosacea. So you can use as many accelerators as you need to because we typically have more than one concern. You just don't start them all at once. You want your skin to acclimate, but you put them in 3.5. And it doesn't really matter the whether you put Luminate on first or whether you put Duality on first. It's really your preference. Oh, here's another question we get. If someone's using oil and oil and a moisturizer, what goes first, the oil and the moisturizer? People argue about that okay. all the time. Okay, the so group. first so, thing I would say to somebody is I would say, so tell me, why are you using an oil? So oil doesn't moisturize the skin. And secondly, if you have any tendency to acne, and when I say tendency to acne, can you stretch your skin, go like this and not feel one bump, not one feel any imperfections, then your skin is perfectly clear. 
But if you're not, keep in mind what the Siachny bacteria feeds off of is oil. So I, 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 I'm not even sure necessarily whether it matters which goes first, but the point is, is why are you using it and what is your concern? Well, a lot of people mm -hmm. are using like squalene for if they have acne, that's really popular. I'm sure you know this. That's really popular right now um, in a lot of skincare lines. I mean, I think almost so many skincare lines have an oil cleanser these so, days. I know one thing I want to mention, forever, but... and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. So, you know, when we think about cleansing the skin, yeah, I don't care if you're using micellar water, you're using whatever your favorite cleanser is. They don't go into the follicle. You may think they go in the follicle, they don't go in the follicle. And what you really want to do when you clean your skin, besides removing surface makeup, is you want to have follicular cleansing. Glycolic acid goes into the follicle because it is such a small molecule. It is such a small molecule that it's used as a delivery agent in certain topical drugs, prescription drugs. It potentiates other ingredients. So what you want is you want that ingredient to get into your follicle and Break down, dissolve and dislodge the glue-like substance or cellular cement between cells. That's the beginning of the acne process. That's what gives you large pores. That's also, you know, what, you know, clogged pores and blackheads and things like that. So you can clean your skin all you want on the surface, but it's not going to help acne. Now, I don't know of any medical studies at this point, and maybe somebody could, I'd be lucky. If you could actually get me a really good medical study that shows that squalene is something that is really effective for acne. And, and the thing that I try to do is the average female has over $700 in product in her bathroom that she ends up not using. And the reason why is because like oh, we get seduced, right? It doesn't work. And get disappointed. And, yeah. you know, we keep thinking, oh, God, I've read all these reviews. And I, one of the things I get interviewed a lot on also is skincare myths. <laughs> and so oh, and that's it. a fun one to always talk about. But, you know, I, I don't want people to spend money on things that aren't going to really deliver a result. Great. So good. You guys have more questions? So, so good. I'm trying to think if I have any more questions for you. You've answered so many of them. Um, let's see. Questions, folks? I love to get this is your chance. This is your big chance. No question is off limits. You can ask her anything. What's, what's the next well, big thing that's uh, coming up for your company? Anything exciting I always have that you can share? I a lot of different things on the drawing board. And we are working on some things that are, again, are really unique and are not in the marketplace um, that I'm, that I would love to talk about, but I can't because I get in trouble. Um, but uh, I can say that one of the things that we will be introducing later this year and nothing that's really earth shaking, although it's a, it's a fabulous product, but um, it's a, uh, an adjunctive product to our Hyla 3D cream, serum and lips and it's a Hyla 3D mask. So I can say that we will be introducing that later this year. And you know, we just, we just oh, recently introduced our men's system. Awesome. That's so exciting. I love it. I love it. I'm trying to think of other, of other questions that people have asked. I mean, the skincare there myths, there's are. just so many of them. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a question for you. How much does diet affect oh, the diet skin? Diet can have a huge effect on the skin. So, so I'm going to come at it from a couple of different angles. So number one, when you have a typically, in, in, in the U.S., we typically have a high-carb diet, and carbs turn into yeah. sugar. And it's not just the glycemic index, it's the glycemic load. So something can turn into more sugar than actually ingesting sugar like a slice of whole wheat bread, a really good slice of whole wheat bread will turn into more sugar in your body than a quarter cup of sugar. Okay, mm -hmm. now, so you eat the food and it, the glucose goes into every cell in your body and it creates inflammation. Inflammation is, in, is, is uh, aging is an inflammatory disorder and I also do 
<laughs> get interviewed a lot on nutrition and aging and all the latest things on aging and anti-aging drugs and things like that. Um, so it's attaching to everything in your body. And it's a big part of whether it's Alzheimer's, whether it's arthritis, whether it's heart disease, whether it's cancer, diabetes, all these opportunistic things. But it also attaches to your collagen. Now, again, your dermis is 80% collagen, attaches to it, it causes it to harden, it causes it to lessen a lot faster. Do you know that if you cut out sugar for just two weeks, that you can have a 25% decrease in bad collagen, just like that, two weeks. Now, here's the other thing that diet does. Um, and I'm gonna switch for a moment to acne. Now we know this, this is conclusive. This is, this is not something that's speculation, this has been proven. Milk causes acne. The study was done on 47,000 nurses. It was repeated on their sons and daughters. Then there were two other studies of 3,000 teenage girls, 3,000 teenage boys. The study was printed in the largest uh, dermatology journal, or the, I, I would say the most technical dermatology journal. We call it the Mosby Blue Book. It's like the American Academy of Dermatology. Um, and that study demonstrated beyond a doubt that it, is, it either exacerbates it or it causes it. It's not because we give hormones to cattle. It's because we milk cows when they're pregnant. Now, if a cow is in the wild, it will push the calf away. It will no longer allow it to nurse once it becomes pregnant because it's producing steroidal hormones. And it doesn't matter if you buy your milk at Whole Foods or you buy your milk at Safeway, you can go and get a test and you're gonna find something like, I can't remember if it's nine, 11 or 15 steroidal hormones. That's milk. That is yogurt. That is ice cream. And even non-fat milk, for example, is worse than whole milk because what you do is you put whey protein in it to make it look more thick. And whey protein is a more concentrated form, so it has more of those steroidal hormones. If you're eating protein drinks and it's whey protein, if you're eating protein bars and your whey protein as opposed to pea protein, or collagen protein, there's other forms of protein. It doesn't have to be whey protein. That just happens to be really inexpensive. And so a lot of times you see a lot of hidden uh, whey protein that can really be insidious when it comes to acne. The so sugar, okay. you know, it, having a, a, a diet that's just really good, you know, lean meat, fish, whatever protein you, you get, and lots of nice green leafy vegetables and low carb, good for your skin. Right, and I, awesome. I, Libby, I just wanna say, I have one more this question. is something that's near and dear to my heart because you know I turned 71 in December. And so I have a vested interest in trying to really um, do everything I can in my, to, to, to kind of maintain my vitality and my, you know, to look as healthy as I possibly can for as long as I can. So this is something that I really take very seriously. Oh, well, yeah, and you look incredible. You. Your skin is gorgeous. Um, okay, well, this will be my last question because I know you probably have a million uh, projects to get to. What in your system is okay, good for scarring? So, depends on the type of scarring. So I have to say, are you talking about acne scarring? Are you talking about a surgical scar? Someone that has a surgical scar from an open heart surgery from here to here, and she's gonna, okay. she wants to start well, treating you know, it soon. That's something you really have to talk to your physician about because there are different devices and lasers and things that have been shown to be able mm -hmm. to assist in stimulating collagen and working on scars. If it is a surgical scar. Now, surgical scars also, if you were, for example, let's say you were seeing a plastic surgeon, and sometimes maybe heart surgeons and things are more concerned with your being your mortality than they are necessarily with the scar but yes what they what, yes. which they typically yes. would do is either start with a silicone uh scar treatment mm -hmm. oh, like a, a salve mm -hmm. and silicone is the only thing that's been shown to actually decrease scarring because what it does is when you have a when you open the body whether it's a wound or it's a purposeful surgical opening 
the body wants to close it as soon as possible. It's like, it's going to close it really, really fast. And um, so what it does is it produces a different type of collagen and it's a scarring collagen. So what silicone does, and there's about 2000 different types of silicone, types of silicone, it gets a bad rep. So there's nothing bad about silicone. But what it does is it downregulates the scarring collagen. There also are silicone sort of sheeting, gel sheeting. So for example, if somebody has, let's say a breast lift, they call it a lollipop lift. You know, it goes around the areola and goes down and then it's like yeah. an anchor. Well, they actually make yeah. this the silicone sheeting that is in that shape and it's got a sticky back and the person just wears it 24 hours a day under their bra. And the difference between doing that and not doing that can be stunning because again, it down regulates the scarring collagen along with laser. So the things you can do, and it might be worth it if it is a surgical scar like that to consult with a derm or a plastic surgeon that might specialize in those kinds of things. Okay, so what about okay. for people so that have scarring acne on scarring. Face? So acne scarring is a little different. It's known yeah. as a tight scar. Now, what do we mean by that? So you have a surgical scar. Surgical scars can get worse because they can stretch or they can pull. And so you can kind of, by taping and doing different things to them, you can, you can limit that and make a big difference. But on the face, you really can't because it's a tight scar. Now, I, we've done some studies and some research where some silicone products actually can make a difference, but you've got about a one-year window from the time that you actually get a scar. And when we say scar, I'm going to qualify this because some people say oh well i meant discoloration that's not a scar i don't care how bad your discoloration is it's not a scar a scar is an injury to the dermis discoloration get rid of injury to the dermis it can be different types of scars it can be a rolling scar it can be a box car scar it can be an ice pick scar ice pick scars they get they go they go wider as they go deeper that it's a whole different way of treating them Bottom line though, for the most part, when we treat acne, what we're also doing is we're stimulating a lot of collagen. That's why we include a retinoid. That's why we have glycolic. Glycolic also stimulates it. And when you can thicken the dermis up to twice as much with a retinoid, it makes a huge difference in the appearance of acne scarring. Huge, huge difference. And there's also devices and other things that you can do along with that, but it depends on Again, the type of scarring, the depth of scarring and all that. And the one thing you've got to do is you're never going to get ahead of the game if you don't get complete total clearing. You've got to get complete total clearing because the more you break out, you just get more scars. And when you and getting that complete total clearing, we can get rid of the scars along the way or greatly minimize them because of what we're doing with, with that, that collagen. Was science always easy for you? <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I know because I didn't, I've never wanted to actually, when I was in school, I never wanted to take, quote, take science. It's more of my intense curiosity and fascination with, with solutions and really understanding something that I'm intensely interested in, whether it is acne or whether it's discoloration or whether it's aging and whether it's all of the, um, underpinnings of aging. And like I said, it's a very exciting to talk about all of the anti-aging things that are on the forefront and the drugs and the things that we're going to be able to do. That's just, that's just absolutely amazing. So I'd say it's, it's more of that intense curiosity as opposed to sitting and, and um, looking at, um, you know, the actual mathematics of it, so to speak. Although I do sit down and, you know, put formulas together. You're just so amazing and such an inspiration and such a pioneer in this industry. Thank you for chatting with us so much. You guys all check out, check out the website and the line if you're interested in learning more about the product line. I'm the skincare management system. I've been using it for about a month. My skin has been looking amazing. Um, and I'm just so impressed. And like I said, I'm very hard to impress. This will, this, um, 
live will live on my Instagram and be turned into a podcast and you can reach out um, anytime to either one of us. And everyone is so happy that you shared. Aww. Yes, you are just a wealth of knowledge and an inspiration to so many estheticians and people breaking into the industry and people that have been here for a you long know, time. So thank you so you much. You're so kind. And everybody who's watching, thank you <laughs> so much because I wouldn't be here without you. And it's been such a pleasure. I hope we get to do it again. Yes, we will. Okay, wait, smile for a photo real quick. <laughs> Perfect. And thank you everyone thank for tuning you. in. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye.